0: Hey guys, welcome to our first ICBS Asia Business Club podcast. I'm Caroline, your host and your PR director for this year. Today we are fortunate enough to have Mr. Bing Wu, a current MBA student at ICBS, who is also currently working at Delta Electronics in Taiwan as our first interviewee.
1: Yeah, sure, Caroline. Happy to be here. At the age of 23, a very young age, I went to India, as the third employee of the Indian branch of Maxis Tires, the largest tire company in Taiwan, as well as the ninth largest company in the world, with around four billion US dollars in annual revenue, who was planning to enter India market to set up a manufacturing unit over there in 2015. Six years later, right before when I left earlier this year, Maxis India had grown to be a mid-sized manufacturing powerhouse with around 1,200 people. Out of which, over 100 people were under my direct supervision in sales, marketing, and after-sales service departments. I served as the head of marketing and company spokesperson between 2015
0: and 2021. So I know that you had a few experiences in both India and Taiwan. So can you like tell us more about like your career journey there, and if you kind of experienced any cultural clashes?
1: Yeah, sure. So. Indian experience uh, is very, very unique to me. I hold it very dear. So, do you think like that, you know, producing products uh, in India is producing products uh, on the foreign land with foreign hands, and my job is to sell those products to foreign customers with the sales team consisted of foreigners, and brand marketing strategy trying to Convince and lure foreigners' attention. And on top of it, multiply it hundreds of times every day. After all, India is a very big country. So you get a complex business challenge at scale. And I believe it takes more than just you know, business administration training to get this kind of things moving. Um, cultural intelligence or uh, cultural quotient, if you like, play the important role here. It's not only human capital per se, Uh, the skills and expertise to get things done, but also uh, social capital, the ability to get things done through other people at play here. Now, here's the problem. So what is cultural intelligence and what exactly is culture? So for me, it's like a story of fish and water. So you ask a fish what water is, the fish wouldn't know until you put it out of the water. So I started to develop a sense of culture, a sense of who I am, uh, what I do, what I like, why I like and what I do, after I left my home country. So the difference in every aspect of life, personal life, professional life, uh, daily life, uh, were like a mirror, reflecting my perceived identity clearly. So I defined the culture intelligence uh, to be uh, the ability to uh, ability of the manager to avoid cultural clash, or uh, to manage cultural clashes when it happened, and still lead the teamwork forward effectively. Um, to do so, I believe there are two things, active listening and active open-mindedness. These are two key things. So if when, when living in a multicultural environment, always open your eyes, open your minds and observe without any prejudice, but always acknowledge there will be a difference between you and them. You do not necessarily have to appreciate each difference, but you must acknowledge that there will always be difference, and that is okay. Because every culture, every habit or rules must have had the reasons of existence, and you are not there to give judgment, but to work together with all these people around the world, for common good.
0: Um, thank you. That was really insightful. Um, so more about yourself now. So, like, what is your current role, and what is a common myth about your field of expertise?
1: So, I continue uh, to serve in the domain of marketing after uh, Nexus India, and now work in Delta Electronics in Taiwan. Uh, Delta Electronics, the biggest uh, power electronics supplier in the world. So you know, as 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 a marketer, as as a marketing director, as I would say, I sometimes encounter people arguing whether or not marketing at large is a scientific subject. Or, you know. many of my friends and colleagues, especially with those with STEM background, would say things like, "Oh, marketing is a subject with low entry barrier. So anyone, basically, they want to do marketing, they can do marketing," which is true actually. You know, I consider. Marketing having three layers. The first layer is, you know, anyone can do marketing. Yeah, you come here, you have an idea, you design a logo, you pay Facebook money, they put ads on your social media, so it's a marketing as But there's a second layer that is data driven. You know, it's like a science. It's like statistics. You have to have numbers in mind, test different test concepts. Different and figure out the best option the company can do. And there's a third layer. You're back to the origin. Marketing becomes an art again. So you have all this data, you have all these numbers, but it's you can it can only get you as far as here. There are so many elements still there. Needs art perspective. It's like um, the hard side of the subject and the soft side of the subject. Uh, there's a quants, there's poet, and there's science and art, so marketing things like that, that's brilliant.
0: Um, What is the biggest challenge you have with your role right now and how are you overcoming it?
1: Uh, right now, one of my main jobs is to look for potential investment opportunity. Uh, Delta Electronics is a big company and we aim at uh, acquiring potential businesses, uh, strategic investments alike. So, Uh, Figuring out a good investment opportunity is one of the biggest challenges that I face. So shout out to all the startups out there. Uh, If your business is focused on uh, hardware and electric mobility solution, please do get in touch with me.
0: (laughs) Um, And has the pandemic changed how marketing strategies are being executed at Delta Electronics?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think overall, uh, overall speaking, we have found that uh, businesses are intertwined and inseparable with the world that we live in. So it further enhances Delta Electronics determination in driving the world to become a greener and smarter place. So as the largest power conversion storage and usage and power electronics company in the world, Delta Electronics have embedded sustainability into its core of business. So, we have been part of Dow Jones Sustainability Indices for consecutive 11 years, and this year received uh, the highest score ever, uh, over a score of DJSI in the electronic sector. We mm-hmm. pledge $900 million US dollars every year, and uh, we achieved the reduction target of 55% of carbon intensity. Uh, two years prior to the original target and we promised to achieve after COP26 actually this year, we put a new promise to achieve carbon neutrality with power usage coming from 100% renewable energy by 2030. So as the industry leader of power electronics and enabler of the market, I believe we Delta Electronics is the key player in bringing a greener tomorrow to all of us.
0: Thank you. Um, so, how would you picture the company and industry in
1: ten years? Uh, that's an interesting question. You no, know. uh, hard to predict the future, but we can say a thing or two about the possible trends. So, to me, no matter it's for consumer brands or uh, for industrial brands like Delta Electronics, uh, I believe two things are prominent. First, total solution or uh, Whatever you call it, turnkey solution sales is going to be the only way any business is able to sell anything. So the customers and the users are going to be more impatient, but spoiled, and they always exact or they always expect whatever they are paying for to be thoroughly thoughtful and could offer solutions to problems they haven't even thought of. Second is personalization. It is going to be another key to business success. Personalization matters more than ever with uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, bringing the surge in digital behaviors raising the bar. So according to one report of McKinsey uh, published, I think last week, uh, they said around 75% of consumers switched to a new store or product or buying method during the pandemic. And 71% of consumers expect companies to deliver personalized interactions. And most importantly, Seventy-six percent say they are frustrated when companies are not providing personalization. So these things apply to both consumer and industrial brands again. And to stay as a brand that matters and make a difference is going to be the number one challenging marketeer has.
0: So, um, what suggestions would you give to a fresh graduate?
1: The most wonderful thing being a fresh graduate is that there are endless possibility in front of you. So, 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 no advice is going to, you know, cover that wonderfulness. But anyways, uh, some experience of mine that I would like to share with all the fresh grade. So the first thing is to get your hands dirty early on. You know, roll up your sleeves, literally roll up your sleeves. Um, go to the field where it. You feel ourselves. Be on a shop floor if you are in manufacturing business. Stand behind the operator if you are in retail business. Observe how the clerks operate if you are in strategy position and you are driving strategies that could affect those people. So learn things firsthand. Don't just cultivate the eye of ego, uh, the strategy things, but also develop the eye of warmth. So looking at things from the ground up. Because after all strategy, all the things we teach in the school is nothing but to make small behavior changes in a million people. And second things is actively to look for cross-cultural experience opportunities. So the previous story, uh, be like fish who their experience having no water. So for example, go on a gap here if possible look for overseas deployment or expatriation possibility at a young age, because it helps you develop your personal identity and carve out the path uh, by you know, removing out what you don't like and do not want to be.
0: And also, what's your top tip for an interview for your position and the industry?
1: I believe uh, <laughs> Imperial students are very good at interviewing anyways. Uh, so it's the you know be authentic, be honest, and always think with uh, two to three or several why's against every question the interview ask. So every question asked by interviewer must be for be a reason as before a reason. Uh, read the job description carefully and think why each sentence exists. So what are the immediate challenges the team is facing right now? For example, what are the top skills you can deploy right now to help the team to solve those challenges? How would you evaluate yourself if you were the interviewer? So such questions will help clear your mind and out a way to ace the interview.
0: And also, like, I know that there's a lot of um, industries trying to adopt Um, CSR initiatives like sustainable renewable energy. Um, In terms of the marketing side, how valuable do you think it is as a differentiation strategy in such a competitive environment?
1: Well, I think for a successful marketing strategy, it's really not possible to differentiate CSR or not. I think this is within the company's DNA. And when at the very beginning of the strategy stage of defining who the company is and what will they do, uh, this aspect of thinking will be intertwined into the strategy itself. So it's inseparable. Uh, For example, in in Delta Electronics case again, so we we are a power usage, a power-converse company. We transfer electricity into different forms for. The usage of daily people every single day. So, by focusing our brand's promise to be smarter, greener, together, we pledge ourselves to bring the utmost efficiency of power conversion in our products to help people. In the common sense, is saving electricity, increase your uh, efficiency, increase the efficiency of your power of your uh, household appliances, save your energy bill, such simple things is the direct result of our strategy focus. So naturally, it extends to be our CSR program. So we have CSR program that is focusing on uh, environments. We have uh, invested a lot of money, for example, to work with NHK, uh, the Japanese Television Network, to produce films about uh, ocean lies to bring the social awareness of uh, of 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 uh, to 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 the pro- environmental protection of our mother earth, for example. So CSR program is just a extension of the what what define a brand of what it is and nothing more.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, and coming up to our last question what does equality, diversity, and inclusion mean to you, and what value does it bring?
1: Well, to be honest, I never considered this to be a topic of discussion. So, (laughs) in my opinion, uh, we talk about equality, diversity, and inclusion for the sole purpose, and only one purpose, of never needing to talk about it anymore. So, I try my best to think, act, and manage whenever I can, as if we were in that perfect world where there is no boundaries regarding people's ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation, gender, and in India's situation caste system. I always do my best whenever I can to ensure this is as truthful as possible for my team members and people around me.
0: Thank you. Um, yeah, and that brings our, uh, the end to the podcast. Thank you so much, Bing. Great.
1: Thank you, Caroline. Well, Happy you. to have this opportunity um, to discuss with all these factors.
0: And that concludes our first ICBS Asia Business Club podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope everyone has gained some insight into the electronics industry from Mr. Bing Wu. We will try to post one podcast in the middle of every month, so stay tuned for our next one in December. See you guys!